the 513th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time, your home for the lowest price, last minute tickets. Download the Game Time app today and use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. And finally, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. Heidi, ho, DeGenerinos, welcome to episode 513 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Yeah, it, it surprises me as well that we've made it this far. Um, let's send this one out to Mr. Finland. We haven't talked about this man for a little while. We're going to talk about him today, Mr. Finland. Um, I'm, of course, Mr. Kitchener, Jeff Fox, a.k.a. Jeff Chalks Fox. Um, thank you for coming to the show. This is our, one of our Monday regional events that people like. Um we have lots of fans, or at least one. <laughs> one equals lots in my world in the Czech Republic. And we're going to cover Czech Republic's, uh, their big MMA promotion, Octagon. They have a very big event coming up uh, this coming weekend with some names you may recognize. Not only does it have title fight on it, it has a uh, starting of a million dollar, million euro, excuse me, which is even more than a million dollars for us North Americans. A um, million euro uh, lightweight tournament which has uh, attracted some uh, interesting names to it not surprisingly so we're going to get into that um very very soon and we're going to talk they also have a very solid title fight at the top of the card so we we have become fans of octagon um especially lately especially since we started doing these regional events and we're bringing a lot of people uh, along uh it's a big tank i mean we're bringing lots of people underneath it octagon should thank us they should uh, have us as paid ambassadors for them but uh that's I, I mentioned his name already. It's almost like it's like Beetlejuice. If I mention it a couple more times, he's gonna he's gonna appear. Uh Gumby Gumby is gonna tell us all about this fun fight card, Octagon 54. Hello, Mr. Vreeland. Mr. Yeah, Regional so MMA God. Yeah, so first I should quickly recap. Uh last week. Uh so yeah, he doesn't did... he doesn't want to overlook this because listen to this. Listen well, to this. Well, LFA LFA was kind of regrettable because we did five fight breakdowns, three of those yeah. fights fell apart. <laughs> we wound up just with the two title fights we broke down. I went one and one with those. Uh, who won Shannon, the for you? Who won for you though? Shannon, Shannon Clark, the Canadian a Canadian gal. Uh, she, and actually, there was another Canadian gal in the card who looked really damn good too. Who is in oh, a I'm forgetting her name. She she beat Hope Chase. And the only reason I remember is because Hope Chase's name's easier to say. And she was like, she had her in some <laughs> real deep jokes. Um, easier yeah. to say. Hope Chase yeah. is a, it sounds like a and, fake name. but yeah. And I, I've seen her, I've seen her fight before too. So I like already knew who she was. So then to see somebody uh, beat her up, man, I'm, I feel really bad that I forgot her name. Anyway, uh, Shannon Clark, uh, the Canadian, took the women's flyweight title possibly punched her ticket to the UFC or at least contender series as well. I forgot about this fight. I forgot about this fight. Your your wife had the best line about this fight. (laughs) Yeah, I... Get in our Discord because there's nice takes in our Discord. <laughs> Ones that are going to make me there's blush. A lot of piss takes in the Discord. <laughs> there's a lot of piss takes in the Discord. Um, yeah, and, and we we talked about uh, how the, the streaming quality was really good. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of great uh, takes on Shannon Clark's big victory. Uh, and then I missed the co-main of, or the main event, which was Devin Smith. Uh, wound up having a much tougher time with the wrestling than I thought he was going to. So one and one in LFA, one seventy seven. But then. 
on Saturday, we had Bellator versus PFL, uh, and I went five for five on Bellator yep. uh, PFL, including hitting Yoel Romero as an underdog. And why was Hedden Ferreira an underdog against Ryan Bader? Yeah, even even casual Jeff, when it comes to that stuff, I was like, oh, this is, yeah, obviously. Ferreira. I did no then, research on that card. I did not go back yeah. and watch any film yeah. or anything like that. Look, look, at the, look at the stare down. That's all you need to know. Yeah, different looked, weight classes. He looks old. <laughs> He's a monster. He took yeah. one punch and was like, nah, I'm good. Could you imagine? Like, the winner of that is supposed to fight Nganu now. Yeah. Could you imagine if that was Nganu oh. instead of Hennifer? Because not that Hennifer doesn't hit hard. I'm sure he hits very hard. Nganu's the scariest man around, probably. He doesn't hit like, like no. Nganu does. Nganu would have put his head into the third row. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, five and five there. Uh, left me six and one on the weekend, up about. Uh, if you had put $100 on all of those money lines, uh, you would have come up over 300 bucks up. Yeah, Gumby padded his stats because Bellator was pretty easy. Bellator, I shouldn't no, say no Bellator. Yeah, PFL was pretty – you hit one dog. Dogs. Two dogs? Yoel Romero. Yoel Romero was a dog. No, I didn't hear the outcome of that fight. He won that fight? Yeah, he beat – he beat. Uh, he easily beat uh, Tiago Santos in <laughs> was like – Was it a scary most, match? It was the stupidest – it was exactly what you thought it was. Uh, you don't have to watch it to know exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, because – I could not find the prelims up here in Canada, even though it says it was on TSN. I didn't find them there. And then I'm not going to pay for that crap. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pay for the pay-per-view. I, I can't remember what I was doing instead, but I was not buying that. Any, um, with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I should have dedicated it to your wife because uh, she, That's she did look quite, quite hydrated. Was such a fantastic wife. <laughs> yeah. she, she's going to get an up in the name of the episode at the very least. So the fact your wife watches regional MMA with you, first of all, <laughs> And the fact that she has funny takes on it. That's yeah. great. I, I, I'm proud to have her as an Instagram uh, friend of mine. Uh, I must yeah, say. Um, Gummy, not. Well, I guess technically you run your top turtle account, right? I guess technically you're my Yeah, I, I mostly do that. <laughs> not a surprise. All right. <laughs> we'll leave that there. We're going to talk about Octagon, right? Octagon 54. Lots on this car. This is a seems, even to, like, to a casual guy like me, this seems like a pretty pretty fun fight card yeah i'm excited for their tournament so like you know you're gonna get seven lightweight fights right in a row here which we should definitely get cracking on because yes uh, you yeah, want to tell people quickly about the tournament yeah the so sport game changer yeah it's a it's a tournament uh we don't get a full bracket uh, i think just in case they need to switch around who's fighting who oh okay okay so yeah, yeah. we get what eight no, yeah, seven. There are eight, fights? and they're supposed to. So there's seven to this time because Lucena right, okay. uh, fell out of his fight, and uh, they were all like, uh, "Should we put a replacement fight in his place?" Uh, but he's like a champion, and he's like just signed a huge contract with him, so they're letting him fight his. What would that be? Round of sixteen fight, uh, okay. like a month later than everybody else. But yeah, essentially, you'll need to win. Uh, what is it? Four fights over the course of the year. If you do, you'll win a million euro. Um, they get paid a million euro for the whole thing. Uh, so that means only that's still a lot more than yeah. anybody, even in the more UFC. Than PFL, so it's like more than PFL, yeah, that's like giving them a million dollars. That's like 1.2, 1.3 million in, in uh, American money, I think. So, yeah. yeah. So, and, and they've gotten, you know, there's UFC vets here, KSW vets. There's, you know, like Octagon mainstays. Like it, it is a really, yep. it is, yeah, the, the champ of the lightweight division and Octagon uh, decided to enter the tournament. It's a really sweet uh, kind of format. And it seems like they're going to do one for every weight class every year. Um, cool. At least as long as they're still uh, sponsored by Tip Sport, which is their, uh, principal sponsor here for this, so uh, yeah, like which is, it, like, it, which is the book you said, a sports yeah, book a, over there, it's a sports book. So, uh, yeah, so no, they, they got so, money then, 
Yeah, you would imagine. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, they're uh, this. Yeah, this seems like a good one, and and I'm excited to break down on these, especially the first seven. Yeah, I was going to say hopefully Octagon keeps the money coming in, but I forgot this is a uh, title sponsored uh, event. This is a Tip Sport Game Changer. Um, so yeah, very big. Uh, yeah, this is more money than. Uh, actually, I don't know what Octagon pays. They must pay pretty good because they are they're getting like the Mister Finlands of the world. Well, and, uh, and Lucena Kita was. Uh, rumored to have a ufc deal on his plate and he chose to stay with octagon so yeah yeah and we're glad of glad for it because it, it is it is fun um all right let's let's do uh the ad reads i was gonna say quickly but no the ad reads are important and then we will get into other ways that you can uh not just save money but make money i'm gonna tell you about game time first all these winnings that you're gonna get from us you can uh shovel some of it over to game time not too much though game time has got low lowest price guarantees on tickets and they got last minute deals for you so um it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason you get images of your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive you buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and you're set tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email here's what you need to do if all that sounds good and why would it not uh, snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code sgpn for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code sgpn for 20 dollars off download game time today lowest Minute, last minute, excuse me, tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, college, soccer, college basketball, MMA. They got it all. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Come be hit yesterday's pick, obviously, right? Uh, for Sunday <laughs> night. What's your Underdog pick for today? So I love when you I love when you hype up my picks that uh, haven't even come to fruition yet. Um, but no. Uh, it's so Monday. For- come on. Yeah, so it's it's Monday. Uh, let's say we're going to take uh, Jalen Brunson's higher than on his points. I'm not sure what they're lining at yet, but they're playing the Pistons. Uh, and oh, he yeah. seems to, uh, I guess he's not super hot right now, but, but uh, you know, the, a game against the Pistons will make all right. He's hot enough to screw up my underdog pick for uh, for Saturday night. Uh, I had him going, un- <laughs> going uh, under against the Celtics, and he had like 34 points. So Oh, so that's he, perfect he is, timing. I got yeah, him over. <laughs> exactly. He is hot. Uh, so, um Oh yeah, forgot about this. Here's uh, you like free stuff. This is a spot for you. SGPN is teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month, and five winners will receive Underdog hat, Underdog shirt, and a fifty dollars SGPN gift card. So you can start dressing like Gumby and myself. Who would not want to dress like us? Uh, sign up today using promo code SGPN. Sorry, I'm saying SGPN, but it should be MMA SGPN. We don't want other shows to get credit. We want to get all the credit here. MMA SGPN, and then. What you got to do is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog, D-O-G. Don't spell it like these rapper guys. <laughs> spell it D-O-G. Um, and then you can enter the contest for your chance to win. And when you sign up with the promo code MMASGPN, Unlog will also double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Unlog Fantasy promo code S- MMASGPN. All right. We better jump into this card. Gummy's antsy to get you winning picks. Octagon 54. Kinkle versus Warzniak. Wal- Wozniak, I, I suck at Polish names. I've and, discovered, and we've done his before too. And I coached yep. you through it. And uh, Wozniak, yeah, right? there you go. You got it. Yeah, Wozniak. I know, like I've known Polish people all my life, and I still I'm butchering names here. Um, all right, Saturday, March the second, twelve p.m. Eastern. That's another good thing. It will be on before UFC. I'm assuming this stellar fight night card in the Apex is going to be later in the afternoon or evening. Um, Ostravar Arena. How is Ostravar? Ostra Ostrava 
Czech Republic. Never, be, never you like it there? Never been. No? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do some research on it after um, I tell you about these fights. It's in a cage. Which it's not like cool like karate combat where they have like ramps and and weird things. But anyhow, it is fun nonetheless. We're going to talk about the um, tournament first, starting with the bottom one on the card. Not the least, but the bottom one is three five minute rounds, 155 pounds. Part of the tournament we just told you about. Hafina Nafuka from Narimba. Nam, sorry, Nam, Nam, Namib, Nabia. <laughs> Why can't I say the country's name? He's from Germany, isn't he? <laughs> uh, I, he is Nam, the Namibian nightmare, though. So I Yeah, think I think that's where his parents are from, but I yes, think he was born in Germany, Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Say the country, Gumby. Is it Namibia? Namibia, yes. Have I never said that country before? I may <laughs> not have, ever in my life. Namibia. I assume it's in Africa, correct? A small yes, country in Africa, I assume? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For, against Predrag Bogdanovic. That's a type of name I have said before. He is from Serbia. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, opening round of the tournament. I will tell you about Bogdanovic, 15-1. Two knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once, so he's been finished in his one loss. He needs to finish some people himself. This is his debut in Octagon. He won his last fight via submission. Basically, all his fights were in like this Ser- Serbian, Serbia Serbian regional boy, I'm struggling. Serbian regional uh promotion, which he was the champion as well. Uh, you have seen the odds, right? I can say it, yes, plus 105. It's a close one. All right, Nafuka Namibian Nightmare. I'm getting better. Eight no, two knockouts, five submissions, two no knockdown. Both those wins have come via submission. He's was a regional champion as well. I assume they have uh mantles in Namibia. I guess he's you say he's German now, and you have. Uh, you fight at welterweight minus one thirty eight. There's a weird number. You like the weird ones. One. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna go with Nafuka here. I, I think the the biggest piece for me here is what the wrestling looks like on either side. Um, on the feet, Podrick uh, or Predrock, Predrock, not Podrick. Yeah, uh, it's I contagious. Watching, I got. Gotcha. I was watching golf this morning. Podrick. Oh, you were. He's on the Mexican Open. Harrington. Uh, yeah, he's in the Mexican Open right now. Um. Anyway, Bogdanovich, uh, he might be a touch better on the feet. He throws like a little bit more in terms of kicks and stuff like that that look a little bit better than Nafuka. Nafuka also keeps his hands kind of far away from his face. But the thing I like about Nafuka is that like he chains his takedowns together very nicely. Sometimes he even shoots from too far away and just like gets a piece of somebody's heel, but then chains it to the legs and pushes him up against the cage and switches from a single to a double. And all that kind of stuff plays really well for him in the wrestling department. Bogdanovich, on the other hand, makes a lot of mistakes in his wrestling. Like I've seen him win fights with his wrestling, particularly in that like Serbian regional scene. But the biggest problem is, is that you can see the holes that he has and you can just see the people he's fighting are not exploiting them. Like he, he reaches down for a double and when it fails, first of all, he kind of seems confused about what to do next. Like he doesn't have an idea. And then his arm creeps up a little high and it makes it really easy to dig an underhook and to just stuff his takedown entirely. And a lot of the guys in the Serbian regional scene are just not using that. I think against Nafuka, Nafuka is going to take advantage of all of those errors and will probably counter wrestle and take him down himself. So I expect like a lot of top control time for Nafuka here. And I think he's going to win, uh, you know, not that props usually pop up for a lot of these regional ones, but Nafuka by decision kind of seems like an obvious one to me here. It sounds like a bad word when you say it. I like it. Nafuka. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're moving on. No more Nafukin around. We are talking. Uh, we're, Basically, all these fights are the tournament until we get to the main event. All right. Yeah. Three, five, yep. and rounds. Akon Wanless. He is from some European place, uh, England. England. <laughs> the one and only, the biggest European place. Uh, Sahil Siraj. He is from Sweden. Did I say it right? Siraj? Yeah. 
Suraj. Oh, look at me. Look at me. People love when I talk about how I pronounce stuff. So I'm going to keep leaning into that. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about one list first. His name is Jedi, but he spelled it with a three instead of an E. Gumby? Yeah, it's Thoughts. great. <laughs> it's great. He's seven and two. The, ed- the editor in me does not like things like that. Uh, anyhow, he's seven and two, four knockouts, three submissions. So he's finished everyone, and he himself has never been finished. So it's kind of up in the air whether he owes his rounds or if he doesn't owe his rounds. Uh, one and oh with one no contest in Octagon. Uh, the no contest came in his last fight. We, we have a lot of people who had no contest in their last fight coming up. I think there's three or four on this, this card. Was a, which is this the, was a heavy kick to the groin, if I'm not mistaken. A heavy kick to the groin, which is the <laughs> worst kind of kick to the groin, let me tell you. Um, before that, he went, he was 3-0. Uh, he's not lost since September 2020. Sorry, he won three straight before that, I meant. Uh, was regional champion 2-1 in Bellator, so he's fought in Bellator. I was going to say a high <laughs> level, but he's fought in Bellator. <laughs> Anyhow, Bellator really got their stank all over PFL this past weekend, did they not? I know we stopped talking about that already, but boy, everything. I guess PFL already had a bunch of weird things happening to them going wrong, but yeah, it's going to be even worse now that Bellator is part of their organization. Anyhow, yeah, Gumby just agrees. There's not much else to say there. It's stanky. (laughs) Yep. Wallace, three inches height, three inches reach, three years younger than Siraj. Triple threes on the slot machine. I don't know if that wins anything. Plus 110. Uh, Siraj, uh, nine and two, seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. This is his debut in Octagon. He's won two straight and four or five. All of the wins have, or actually even the loss in those five fights have come via knockout or TKO. Kill or be killed. Minus 150. Uh, I'm going to go with one list here as a slight dog. He'll be my first dog of the night. Uh, I I like one list here for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think he's a touch faster than Siraj. And I think this fight is mostly going to take place on the feet. Siraj has got some pretty good takedown defense in the fights I was watching, but Wanless doesn't really strike me as the type of person who's going to put any out there. Um, Because both of them really, I think, prefer to strike. I kind of hate this matchmaking because these are two really exciting strikers who I think if you had pitted them against other people would both have easily won their fights and moved on. And instead you're going to sacrifice one. Um, But I think Siraj is the one who's going to be sacrificed because like I said, maybe his best trade as a striker is that he can stuff the takedowns and he throws a really nice left kick to the body. But Wanless does the one thing that seems to be Siraj's biggest issue, and that's as he moves forward. Siraj is really good when he's moving forward, and he can let that kick go over time and let it rack up damage on his opponent and tire his opponent out. But when somebody pressures him, he sort of just succumbs to that pressure and then becomes kind of hittable. And, you know, as you mentioned, Wanless has won every single one of his fights pretty much by knockout recently. And when you count in the fact that he also has a little bit of a chin, I think Wanless has got better power, and I think Wanless here backs him up and then winds up landing something big against the K. So I'm going to go with the slight dog here, Wanless. Um, and again, yeah, not that I usually am, am prop heavy on these these regional cards, but Wanless by knockout is probably uh, the the method we're looking for here too. All right, so J3 die is your pick. Yeah, J3 die. <laughs> I refuse to call you a Jedi. You spell it wrong. Um, all right, moving on in the tournament, Mohamed Grabinski from Germany versus. Akoidan Duque? Yeah. Yeah, from Spain. Gumby was kind of surprised. I didn't totally butcher it. Um, maybe a little disappointed as well. Grabinski, 23 and 9, 13 knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted three times. One and two in Octagon. He's lost two straight and only won one of his last four. He's lucky he's in this tournament. Uh, did lose via submission in his last two fights. He's fight at welterweight, was regional champion, oh, won the ultimate fighter. Who do you lose to, Gumby? <laughs> Let's see how well you know Ultimate Which fighter. one, Grabinski? Yes. He, fought he was the on the fighter. Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. I don't remember that even at all. Uh, I'll, I'll put the intern on it. You keep no, going. No, I'm going to tell you. 
Oh. I'm going to tell you because I have it right on my screen. Martin Svensson. Svensson. Tough 22. Does that mean anything to you? Oh, was that um was that McGregor, McGregor versus Faber? Yeah, yeah. was so that was probably a fight to that. fight to get into the house, probably Maybe. there against that the might Paris. be your excuse, right? Yeah, European <laughs> ones. He never yeah, it was the fight to get in the house. Your your wife would know. You should have called a friend. <laughs> she would have had an answer for you. Yeah. Uh, I like to use my call, call my friend. Uh Grabinski, two inches taller, five years younger than Duque, plus one ten. Duque L Pay, L P E I. Maybe he's from Prince Edward Island, not uh, Spain. Perhaps. I think probably not. No, all right. 19 and four, three knockouts, 11 submissions. PI's nice. Uh, he's been knocked out twice. This is his debut in Octagon. He's won two straight and he's gone three, one, and one no contest over his last five. One no in Bellator, one no in PFL. Uh, used to fight at welterweight and middleweight. So he's been way up there. He's been 30 pounds heavier. Uh, weight class wise, 2009 pro MMA debut minus 150. I'm kind of surprised Duque is not a much larger favorite. By the way, this is the fight they should have broken up to get Wanless and Siraj uh, both a win because uh, they both beat both of these guys. Um, I'm going to go with Duque. I think he's a he's being undervalued here. Grabinski, I watched his last fight, and my biggest issue with this guy is that he won't fight you until he can smell your breath. Um, he's going to get like, yeah, he's going to get inches away from the guy's face before he's going to throw any punches. And then weirdly, he can't really figure out that range because nobody can punch from being that close to somebody. But like, he keeps trying to get close and close and close and fight in the phone booth. And the problem is here as against Duque is Duque has shown that he's a pretty good takedown artist. Like he's, he's pretty good at shooting takedowns. So if you're going to get that close to him, he's just going to clinch you up and take you down. I watched his, uh, his PFL fight. He got a in on a single leg, switched it to a double leg, uh, and then turned it into like one of those uh, body locks where you push down on the lower part of the back and and they fall over. So it was like an almost like an inside trip. So like Duque has got a, a whole bunch of takedowns in his game. Gravinsky has looked bad lately. Um, and, and again, I, I don't trust him from striking range. It doesn't seem like he has any understanding of it. So yeah, I'm going to go with Duque here. I think, uh, I think you could probably even... You, you could play him probably into the 200s, and the fact that it's Ooh. only negative 150 is, is awesome. Well, we'll see if it stays there. Once once the, the gens in the discard hear your pick, they move lines, especially that that uh, root vegetable guy, Turnip. That He's always moving lines, that, that fellow. That fellow. All right, let, let's get one more. One more. Ah, uh, no. I'm going to tell you about uh, – I don't want to forget about uh, our good friends here at – I already forgot who it was. Hall of Fame Bets, it says on my screen, and that's who I got to tell you about. Can't forget them. Win bigger, but betting smarter this NF- this NBA season, not NFL. Football's over, technically. I'm sure all you Americans are talking about it still, but it's over. NBA season with Hall of Fame bets. And the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay ID in the Hall of Fame bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use a code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. Shall we move on now? We should. We should. We're going to stay with this tournament. Uh, Matthias Lagierski from Poland, I believe, and I didn't butcher the name, uh, versus Matos Kahoot. Kuhot? Kahoot? That's you're right. Yeah, you said you're doing great. Listen to you. I'm doing great. I was at a concert the other day and a a woman kept yelling at at the singer, You're doing good. Great job. (laughs) This is really awkward. Someone's got to kick her out. (laughs) No, good job. Like, whoa. Okay. You sound great. (laughs) 
Yeah, you sound great. Uh, Kahoot, the mighty rooster. Do, you, do your kids play Kahoot, Gumby? Is Kahoot a thing in the States? I think About it is. Learning, the learning I, game I, I think, thing? I think they Maybe play too it. young at this point. I think they, they play it at schools, but probably not at my kid's age. Yeah. Um, all right. Kahoot, the mighty rooster, nine and six with four knockouts. One not, He's been knocked out once, submitted three times, seven, three in octagon. Lost win, lost win over his last four, five and two over his last seven. That sounds a lot better, does it not? Uh, used to fight at welterweight. Here's, I didn't miss his Gumby. You probably thought oh, you were going to this one. For it. <laughs> he lost to Mr. Legierski via submission July of 2022. I always try to search on Tapology before I even start the uh, the research for a fight. I search the, the other fighter's name, but Gumby still sneaks some by me in these rematches. Uh, two and two as a pro Muay Thai fighter, one and one as a kickboxer, two inches taller than Legierski plus 200. Dynamite minus the E for Legierski. Maybe that's how they spell it in Poland. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Dynamite. All right, there you go. He's 10 and 1, four knockouts, two submissions. That's not too dynamite. He should be knocking people out if he wants to be dynamite. He's been knocked out once. 7 and 0 in Octagon. Used to be the welterweight champion of the world. That is dynamite. The Octagon welterweight champion of the world. He's won three straight fights. He's not lost since December 2021. 1 0 is a pro K boxer. Four years younger than Kohut, minus 275. So, yeah, this is a rematch. So that's why you're seeing the number there. And, and really, I, I don't see anything different. Uh, I, I watched a couple of the recent fights to be like, has anything changed? And it hasn't. If you go back and you watch that fight from a year and a half ago, Legierski, uh, way better on the ground, way better grappling. And, and the problem with Kahoot is, as you mentioned, he, he's a guy who um, comes from a Muay Thai background and as a result gets into a lot of clinches, throws a lot of knees. And so, like, he just kept getting in a clinch with, like, Yersky. And when you – the guy has got that much of a wrestling advantage, particularly with, like, trips and upper body locks, which is what you like to do when you're into Muay Thai, uh, you, you wind up just in a whole bunch of bad situations. So, like, Yersky, taking him down, beating him up, uh, submission skills. I mean, the fact that you got a, a guy who's a striker against a guy with a, uh, some really solid submission skills. Yeah, like, I, I see no reason to go different here. I'm going to take, like, Yersky, even at the, the inflated number. All right, there you go. And all right, uh, Ligurski is the pick. Um, okay, where are we going to now, Gumby? The singer I was just speaking of, getting all that actually just texted me, so he must have heard me talking about him somehow, <laughs> doing good, right? Doing a good job. Uh, I'm calling, I, I'm making everyone, yeah, good job, good job. Uh, all right, we've got a few more tournament fights left. Vladimir Lengal from Czech Republic, no surprise there. Daniel Torres from Austria that we don't see Austria one very much, but he's actually Brazilian. I think he fights out of Austria. I think that's the way it is. Um, sure. Or at least, or at least his family's from Brazil. Uh, Daniel Torres, uh, Lengal, Vlado is the nickname six and three with six knockouts. He finishes everyone. He's been submitted once. He owes his rounds three and three in octagon. He's won six straight. Um, and then lost his last fight. I put six and oh comma lost last fight. That doesn't make sense now, does it? He couldn't. I guess that's the case. He won six and then lost his last fight. Is that what I'm trying to say? What kind of research is this, Gumby? Yes, that's what happened. He won six straight fights and then he lost his last fight. Okay, get off my back, people, please. To someone named Bark. Um, Samuel Bark. You yes, you fight at Welterweight. 12 and 0 as a boxer and a champion there. 1 and 1 as a kickboxer. 1 and 1 as a Muay Thai artist plus 300. Uh, Tucano is Torres's nickname. What does that mean? I'm guessing Tucan, but I couldn't find it. Gumby. So, yeah, I, I would say uh, that was my first guess too. But I also know that there's a uh, like a I, I want to say a, a ethnicity or a uh, ethnic group in Brazil that is Tucao, uh, Tucano. 
so I think it's that. I think it's after his like heritage. All right, there you go. Um, fourteen and five, Gumby knows. Sometimes he comes through with the nicknames. It's been a while, but you're coming through now for me, Gumby. Yeah. Fourteen and five, seven knockouts, one submission. This is his debut. Not gone. No contest in his last fight. Like I told you, that's the name of the game today. Do you know uh, why this one was? A stiff kick to the crotch. No, no, was he it? was he was part of the large influx of fighters in PFL getting popped for stiff. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So he failed a drug test, or his opponent failed a drug test. He, failed he the actually drug lost. Test. He yeah. failed a drug test. So t- put everything on this man. I'm sure Octagon doesn't really do uh, drug. Yeah, tests. I don't know what their drug testing is like, <laughs> but uh, he's probably happy to be here versus PFL. Exactly. All right. Before that, he had won two straight fights. He has not lost since November of 2021. He had won no contest in PFL, as Gumby said. I shouldn't be really picking things off my screen, should I? People see my big finger in their face if they're watching YouTube. Used to fight at Featherweight. KSW champion, so he's a pretty high-level guy. 2012 Pro MMA debut. 0-1 in Kun Khmer. Do you know what that is, Gumby? Yeah, it's a type of... You do know? Uh, yeah, I want to say I want to say Chinese. Uh, I think it's like a type of Chinese kickboxing. It's pretty much just Muay Thai, if we're being completely honest. It, I think it translates to free fighting. So yeah, um, or free boxing or something like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's uh, basically Muay Thai. Yeah, five years younger than Lingal, minus four fifty. Yeah, and I'm going to take a big dog stab here on Lingal. Um, I think a uh, couple of things come into play. Uh, the positive steroid test does come into play for me, mm-hmm. uh, e- even if he's back on the juice or whatever, because they they don't want um, they don't care. It, it did mean time away from MMA. Uh, and then he used that time to go fight in Kunkamer uh, and got brutally knocked out in that fight. So I know that that fight went down as a knockout and you'd see that and you go, ah, you know, I wonder what that looked like. Cause it's, you know, you know, sometimes you see the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather knockouts in boxing and stuff like that. Yeah. No, no, he, he got flatlined. He, he got really badly knocked out. And that fight wasn't that long ago either. You know, we're, we're talking about a pretty quick turnaround from a brutal knockout like that. And he's going to be fighting a guy who's, you know, maybe not get the best knockout power on the feet, but is like can hit you on the feet. Torres too. Uh, you know, you mentioned he was the KSW champ. He beat uh, Parnace, and he beat Parnace just basically by like winging big arm punches, and one of them happened to land. And then he got a rematch, and he got like obliterated in the rematch because he just throws like big arm punches and has you know he's got the KO power, but he's like throws big arm punches. So I like the more technical Lengal here to do little things correctly, stay away from it, possibly touch a guy whose chin has already been rattled a little bit recently. Um, I know he didn't look fantastic against Bark, but I think he might even be able to grapple him a little bit here too. So yeah, I think Glenn Gall is probably, as far as like a big underdog on this card, probably one of the more fun ones you can play. All right, you're doing great, Gumby, by the way. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> Keep it up. Great work. All right, here's a fight. It's part of a lightweight tournament. Have you heard that before? Um, Makwan Amir Khani. You may have heard that name before. The aforementioned Mr. Finland. Um, you're Mr. Western Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Is that true? Western? Struggling today, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like we, we already recorded a podcast and now I'm running out of steam. You are the Western part of Massachusetts. Not to gaslight you here. Correct. Yes. And that's what you won the... Uh, the beauty contest in right yes correct mr. yeah i'm yes. i'm mr western massachusetts <laughs> all right next he's fighting not muhammad mokhamed m-o-c hamid makhev uh he is from there's lots of different austria again wow a lot of austrians and of course mr finland is from finland, finland. 
Yeah, there you go. All right, the beast, Makayev, is who we're going to talk about first. 13 and 1 with one no contest, six knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. This is his debut in Octagon. He got a no contest in his last fight, Gumby. Do you have a story about that one? I don't, not off the top okay. of my head. He's won three straight fights before that. Is not lost, excuse me, if you heard me burp there. He's not lost since October, August of 2021. You're thinking you're listening to the hockey podcast with a bunch of burps. Uh, used to fight at Featherweight, 11 years younger than Amir Khani, plus 105. Yes, Mr. Finland has aged before our eyes. Remember when he was a thing, Gumby? Yeah, he was a big thing for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Good personality. Uh, kind of a, um, why am I blanking on his name? Let's just move on. If I can't remember the name, it, it makes no, uh, he reminds me of someone. And if it, you know, if I can't remember his name, then it doesn't make a difference who he reminds me of. Does it? Nope. It does not. <laughs> Used to be the champ in Bellator was in the UFC for a long time. Middleweight always looks like he's just got out of bed. Kind of looks like Mr. Finland. Middleweight. Lost to like lost to like King Mo. I don't have the slightest clue. What you're really? Mo is a heavy, light heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. He's fight a light heavyweight, middleweight. He gets light, light on top of by wrestlers and would lose. And then other fights, he would look like he's going to like be the king of the world. <laughs> well, I'll, I put, the, remember his I'll name. put the intern on it. So you, Famous you know, fighter. And... He's famous. I'll, I'll look it up. Anyhow. Yeah. Type everything I said into Google, please. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Finley, 17 did, to yeah. nine, one knockout, 12 submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted twice. This is his debut. Uh, the money, the million dollar euro uh, brought him to the dance here. Seven and seven in the UFC. He's got 0 and 2 and 1 and 5 over, over his last six. 0 and 2 over his last two, obviously. Last three losses have come via finish. Oh, he's been finished, excuse me, in three straight losses. Um, he's fight at Featherweight and Bantamweight. 2010 Pro MMA debut. Wrestling champion multiple times over. Three inches taller than Makayev. Minus 138. Were you thinking of Gegard Mousasi? Yes. Why couldn't I think of him? <laughs> One of my faves back in the day. I kind of get those vibes from American. He's kind of got the same kind of dry humor and type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I went to uh, yes. Gegard Mousasi versus Jacare headlined uh, fight card one time in Connecticut. It was pretty sick. Yeah, cool. um, I'm taking Marquan Amirakani here. Uh, I, I think um, I think this is lined probably appropriately. I expected him to be a big favorite just on name value, but the, the book seemed to have gotten it right because Makayev is like a big, powerful wrestler. I think the big downfall for that, though, is that he, if you, you look at his fight in UAE Warriors, which he had a, a pretty high level fight there, he got countered in the jujitsu pretty quickly, like either swept or, um, you know, anytime he tried to change positions, he gave up positions instead. And like against Amir Khani, a guy who's pretty damn good at scrambling and good at grabbing submissions, you don't really want to be a wrestler with sloppy jujitsu. Um, so like I, I could see a world where, uh, Amir Khani maybe doesn't come in as motivated and he's kind of aging and just gets laid on for 15 minutes, but more likely I think Makayev is going to make a mistake. Amir Khani is going to capitalize on it and pick up a win here. So, uh, I'm going to go with Amir Khani. And again, I don't think the, the line is exorbitant, but it is closer than I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. Cool. You thought Amir Khani would be a bigger favorite. Yeah. I thought just on name value alone, like yeah, you, yeah. you would think that that would be a uh, reason for him to be a big favorite. Get in on it then, is what he's saying. Um, all right. So you think he's still got some gas left in the tank, or at least at this level he does? I just I just think, you know, like later in this tournament, there are guys who will uh, either stuff his takedowns and force him to box and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, like he might be a better boxer than Makayev. He's kind of limited on the feet. Yeah. All right. Uh, co-main event and the last fight of the uh, of the opening round of the tournament, Ronald Paradiser from, he's, 
from the Slovak Republic, excuse me. Um, and he's fighting from he's fighting Attila Korkmaz from Germany. And once again, three five minute rounds at 155 pounds. Korkmaz, the fearless, 14 to 7, three knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted once. This is his PF, PF I want to say. Nope. Octagon debut. Two straight wins, three of his last four. Both of his last two wins have come via finish. One and one in Bellator. Used to fight at Featherweight. Maltrejo Championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash store. First time I've said that. All episode. Uh, 2010 was his pro MMA debut. Plus 240. Paradiser. Ronnie is a nickname. What a great nickname. Uh, 18 and 8. 11 knockouts. Three, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. Submitted five times. 12 and 4 in Octagon. And is the current champion of this weight class. He's won five straight fights and seven of eight. Four straight wins have come via finish. He's fight at welterweight. 2014 Pro MMA debut. Six years younger than Cork Maz. Six inches of reach. Minus 350. There's not really much to break down here. I'm going with Paradiser. He's the champ for yep. a reason. I, I think they set him up with a nice first fight. Cork Maz here. Um, low gas tank. You know, tires really quickly. Doesn't put combinations together really well. When he is on his back, he doesn't seem to have any interest in getting up. He's just comfortable there and is going to throw up submissions. Paradiser has got incredible cardio, as we've seen in his title fight. And the thing I like best about him as the lightweight champ is just how he puts combinations together. He puts together really nice two, three, four, four punch combos here. He's going to back Korkmaz up and just finish him with a bunch of blasts. Uh, probably two to the body and one to the head, and it's going to put him out. Um, so, yeah, give me two to give the body and one to the head. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, Prideaser is is definitely the play here. How is that for a breakdown? He told you exactly how it's going to happen. It better, if it happens, Gumby, save yeah. this clip, everybody. Yeah, everybody, bookmark this one. Yeah, bookmark this one for sure. Oh, also, uh, they both fought the same guy, too. MMA math style here. They both yep, fought this yep. uh, British guy, Andrew Fisher. Uh, and Pride Deezer just absolutely beat the hell out of him. And Korkmaz lost to him. So MMA math dictates that you have to pick Pride Deezer. Of course. <laughs> of course. All right. Now we got a five-five-minute round. And it's not a light heavyweight. It is at middleweight. And it's for the Octagon Middleweight Championship. They could have just run this card just with this tournament. But no. They're giving you a title fight, too. Patrick Kinkle, the champion from... Czech Republic, I believe, right? Right? Yes. All the flags are very similar. Uh, Piotr Warzizniak. See, I had it, kind of had it at the starting of the show. Now I don't again, Gumby. He's from Poland. Warzizniak. Warzizniak. See, it's not that hard, Jeff. It's not that hard. Warzizniak, 12 and 5, 8 knockouts. He's been submitted twice. 1 0 knots gone. He's the interim champion. He's won five straight fights, three straight via knockout or TKO. He's not lost since October 2019. Was regional champion. Uh, used to fight at welterweight 2011 pro MMA debut two years younger than Kinkle plus 163. Kinkle is the inspector 27 and 10, 13 knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. Three and one octagon. Uh, he is the current champion at middleweight and he's successfully defended his title once. Uh, they actually, this is a regional promotion whose champs actually stick around. Uh, it's not like LFA <laughs> where they immediately go to the UFC. Uh, he's won three straight and eight of nine. He's not lost since September 2021. He's fed at welterweight 2007 Pro MMA debut. He's an OG. He's got an inch of reach over Wazizniak. See, I, I lost it already. Wazizniak. Yeah. Minus 225. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. People are pulling their hair out at me. So, okay, uh, so, so Kinsel was supposed to fight. Uh, 
Vlastro Seppo for the title. And that's when Rizniak stepped in uh, because Kinsel couldn't uh, make that fight. He was, I believe he was injured on it. Uh, and then Rizniak kind of shocked everybody. I picked Rizniak in that fight. And I'm going to pick him again here in the unification. Uh, the first thing I really like about it is he looked really great with the takedowns and his work up against the cage against Vlastro Seppo, which granted Seppo definitely worse at defending takedowns than Kinsel. But like, well, Rizniak did a really good job, and that was on crazy short notice. That was like stepping in. Nobody thought he had any chance. I want to say he was like a plus 200 dog or something in that fight. Stepped in. His wrestling took over. Easily handed Blastro Seppo. Dealt with the striking really well. And now he's going to get a full training camp. And yes, Kinsel is definitely better. But if you looked at Kinsel's last fight where he fought – um. Ah, uh, damn. Now the, the name's escaping me. He fought the dude who was in the UFC for a million fights. Uh, see, it's contagious, Darko, isn't it, Gumby? Dar- Darko Stoizic? Nope. Yeah, no. Um, Carlos you- Vamola? Carlos Vamola, same thing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Carlos Vamola. He fought Carlos Vamola and beat Vamola by like picking him apart on the feet. But he spent, uh, they don't have stats, right? We don't have fight metric for, uh, yeah. for Octagon. Yeah. But if they had stats for it, my guess is the control time for Vamola in that fight would have been. I, I would guess 13 or 14 minutes. Like he just pressed Kinsel up against the cage time and time and time and time again. And yes, Kinsel didn't get taken down in that fight, but that was a tired, aging Carlos Vamola, not a like young, spry, fantastic takedown artist in Piotr Wisniak. So I think Wisniak is probably going to control a lot of this fight against the cage. And I would not be surprised if he scores some of these takedowns to win himself some of the rounds. So I'm going to go with... Uh, a dog swing to end this one with Rizniak. All right. Gotta like it. Um, yeah, we better get out of here before my dumbness rubs off even more on Gumby. Um, all right. Rizniak is his pal. I'll recap all the picks. Rizniak, Paradiser, Amir Khani, Lengal, another big underdog until the guys steam the line. Ligirski, Duque, Wanless, Nafuka. Right? That's it. People, you did not get robbed today, did you? Uh, we did not cheat you. 41 minutes on Otzcon. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Gave you eight picks. He gave you a couple underdogs. We told you all about this fight card, so you're ready. Um, how, how are we going to watch this again? It's You can watch uh, it through they, their website, right? Yeah, they have a pay-per-view option on their website. I think it's like 10 bucks. Oh, there you go. It's definitely worth it um, for that, for sure. Um, all right. We're going to get out of here. Like I said before, Gumby gets even even more dumber than I'm making him as it is. Uh, check us out on the Discord, sportsgamblepockets.com slash Discord. Check us out on the Twitter, SGPNMMA, Jeff Fox Writer, Gumby Vreeland. They're the handles. I'm Jeff Fox Writer on Instagram as well. Check out my Substack. Enter my Pick'em Contest that's up and running right now for this week's UFC at moneymma.substack.com. Listen to Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast. It's always a good listen. And this week, do you want to give away who you have on this week or you don't yeah. want to wait till later on? Okay. Yeah, I got I got Iman Zahabi, uh, who's fighting at uh, UFC Vegas 87. And then I also got Arjun Buller, who's uh, fighting on 1FC 166 this weekend. Uh, two Canadians. Um, you should have me on as a co-host if your co-host doesn't show up. Um, okay. okay, great. Uh, Iman Zahabi, such a nice Canadian that he shared uh, articles where I picked against him. <laughs> and thank me for it and stuff like that so there you go that's how good he is maybe he didn't read it but <laughs> we'll just pretend he's he's very nice instead um obviously the mothership is sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh also you can go to sports gambling sports gambling podcast.com slash store and slash patreon all right i can't talk anymore gumby please all right 
I'm Danny Gibby Vreeland. He's Jeff Ronnie Fox. And we <laughs> will see you on Wednesday.